Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode nine of the Price Point podcast. I am the host, Luke Price, along with my friend and producer, Nathaniel Chu. We welcome you in to another great episode. We've got a lot of good information and insight and content for you and a good interview with some very special guests. Uh, we do have a lot of guests lined up here in the, in the coming episodes, and we can't wait for you to hear them and be a part of them as well. But um, we are just a caveat here. We are recording on Wednesday, June 12th. The Stanley Cup Finals Game 7 between the St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins is currently going on. And we only mention that to let you know that we will talk today a little bit about what happened in Toronto for Game 5 of the NBA Finals just a couple nights ago in Toronto uh, with the the whole Kevin Durant injury, crowd reaction, everything like that, and then really to um, you know kind of preview Game 6 and a potential Game 7 back in Toronto uh, and what our thoughts are for the rest of the series. But uh, again, we have some great content with you. We have tried to keep up on social media um, we have a lot of new followers. We're following a lot of new people. We are very, very excited about where this thing is going. Uh, and all thanks to you and our sponsors for uh, letting this happen. So thank you again for tuning in. We have Hannah and Marlo, part of the Broadview podcast on the line. We'll get to them. Hannah, Marlo, how are you tonight? We're doing great. Great. Good, great. good. What? How about you? Oh, we're, we're doing fantastic. I appreciate you guys being on. This is a, a special episode. Um, you know, we, we're excited yeah, to talk to you all and um, kind of get help get you guys promoted a little bit. And, and in turn, um, you know, hopefully your listeners will then uh, get in touch with us and, and follow us and stuff on social media. So um, hopefully yeah, this absolutely. helps both of us and, and keeps listeners kind of entertained. So tell us a little bit about sure. what your podcast is, what it's called uh, and all that kind of thing. What, how did it start? And um, just touch on that a little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, you want to start with that, Hannah? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we are called the Broadview Podcast. <laughs> started by three friends um, that met in St. Louis. And it's basically, you know, a look into the sports world from a girl's perspective, but also diving into the behind the scenes of it and family members, athletes, the people, the chefs, stylists. Um, trainers, just kind of, you know, getting to see a different side of it. Um, and anyways, it started, we just all come from different sports. I was, you know, working in St. Louis um, with baseball and Marlo obviously um, has family, you know, in hockey and the blues. Um, and then Shelly, who is unable to be on there tonight, her husband played football. And so, we have been friends for many years and we were actually at a golf tournament last summer together in Columbus, Ohio, the Memorial and just chatting it up on the golf course. Marlo, I don't even think, had you ever been to a golf tournament? No, that was my yeah. first one. Yeah. So we were just, that's a pretty good one to start your, uh, your golf experience with. I know, right? Not yeah. too shabby. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just chatting it up on the golf course. We're commenting on everything. Like why would he wear those color pants? So why would you match? that shirt with that club I mean, we and someone just kind of said to us y'all got to get a show and we just laughed it off and then they said or a podcast or something and we you know kind of joked about it but mm-hmm. kind of put it on the back burner until just a couple months ago um we I, we marlo and i talked about it in nashville and then presented it to shelly um just to kind of see what she thought about it and it just kind of plans just took off so it's been fun kind of getting some pieces together. We have a long way to go, but 
Um, we're learning along the way. Yeah, but. we're learning a lot. I think, I mean, it's crazy what all goes into it. Marla, you're way more qualified. <laughs> well, <laughs> absolutely not. No. Well, I think also, too, I mean, to touch, so following, piggybacking on what Hannah said, um, obviously there's like a huge inside look into the sports world that the average person doesn't get to see. And we've all been privileged to see. And we, I think, um, you know, we kind of take that information for granted sometimes because, you know, our friends that aren't in that world find it so fascinating. And so we're like, yeah. well, maybe this is something that we can share. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's good to see what is behind an athlete besides just him and his talent. Um, and then we all, and then it also like twofold goes along with kind of like our conversation we had on the golf course, you know, a lot of girls love sports. They've got boyfriends and husbands in sports. They might yeah. want to know more about a specific sport than they do. Um, tuning into ESPN doesn't help much because they may not understand some of the yeah. terms. And I think we're just trying to make it a little bit more relatable, less um, intimidating, and just kind of bring it to them in a way that the average sportscaster, broadcaster wouldn't, you know, deliver it in a way that they can just understand and make it fun and understand that it's it's not another language and it's not just something that guys um can really appreciate you know girls can too and make it fun yeah absolutely and 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 you said there's a lot to learn and we we've been doing this now just a couple months and and um you know our what we would tell somebody that you didn't ask for advice but we're, we're certainly not um you know, ones for that to be asked of us. But um, I would say you guys are doing right by just diving into it and seeing where it takes you. And, um, you know, we're, we're having fun with it. And, and you guys, too. I mean, I think between everybody we know and, and the context we have, I think that there's so much material that we can get from just asking. And um, I think a lot yeah. of times, in our experience at least, the, the people that we have interviewed are more than thrilled to just be asked to be interviewed. And that's pretty cool. So we were a little bit, not necessarily intimidated by asking, um, you know, guys like James Laurinaitis or, or Brett Myers or whoever it is that we've interviewed. Um, mm. You know, they, they really have said all of them, every episode we've had, every interview we've had, they've said, thank you for asking us. So um, I think once, and I don't think you guys are shy about that, but um, you know, I think that's pretty cool. Or we say, Hey, you're helping us. We don't really have anything to give you. They're like, we're just, we're just happy you asked. So that, that kind of seems like, um, you know, something along the same lines as we've done. So, um, you know, just keep, yeah. keep doing Very it. Cool. I, I've listened to y'all and you guys are yeah. really, really good. And, um, you know, being, being brand new at it, you're a lot better than you probably give yourselves credit for. Oh, thanks. And I, I'm not just talking to my sister Hannah. I'm talking, you know, to, um, you know, to people on the on the phone here that are running a podcast. So uh, I'd probably tell Hannah because she'd probably go freaking cry about it if I didn't. Um, you know. But... <laughs> okay. Okay. That's uh, question. But you you talk you it's it's funny you mentioned this because we were just talking about this. Um, you you talked about how people are need to be viewed as people, and I don't know how you worded it exactly, but. Uh, people being viewed as people and not just the athlete. And a lot of people just view yeah. it as um, like, we're going to take Kevin Durant, for instance. I don't know if you watched it or heard. Mm. I'm a big basketball fan. Oh, but, yeah. Um, him yeah. going down with the with the Achilles tear, they found out today it was absolutely ruptured. Uh, he's going to be out for most right. of next season, sadly. But what happened is he got hurt. He had a calf injury previously, and then he uh, ruptured his Achilles and right. obviously is out for uh, the next eight, nine months. But 
Um, the Toronto yeah. fans cheered and waved goodbye to him and just really classless after being really, really good fans sure. throughout the whole series, uh, throughout the whole playoffs, really. So, um, you know, to see him go down like that, th- these fans didn't really take it as, oh, this is a human with the family. And, um, you know, th- they right. just saw it as, oh, this is our chance to right. now win the series. Right. So what are what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on him going going down like that with a pretty nasty injury in front of a, a hostile away crowd that kind of cheered him and waved him by, uh, and and a lot of people would say it was classless. What are you What are your thoughts on it? Oh, I completely agree with that. I agree. But, it's one hundred percent classless. All they could think about was their team and whatever it'll take to get to um, win the championship. And I just think. You know, they need to sit back and realize, like, these athletes, like you said, are human. And um, at the end of the day, I mean, one day they could be playing for their their team. You don't want to see someone get hurt, you know, and it's unfortunate. And I think um, they're so removed from that being a human. Like, you know, you sit in the stands night after night of the game and you hear comments people make. And it's like, you literally sit at a desk and eat Cheetos for a living. You need to shut it. and so I think that it's just, I understand that environment just being like hot Absolutely. and heated and intense. But I think when it becomes, you know, I think that's our whole thing is bringing an athlete, showing and humanizing them. A, yes. And showing a side of them, like you said, Marlo, earlier, of like they literally have, they have families, they have stories, they have other things going on. They have, like, it's, it's not just about basketball or yeah. any sport. Yeah. Um, and so that that's not going through a fan's head, is there? <laughs> no, it isn't. And, um, you're no. Right. You, and and that's why I said you got to give them a little slack because they're 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 in Game Five at home, a chance to win it all. Uh, you know, in a city right. that has never won an NBA title, hasn't won a Stanley Cup in in years. Um, so you know, right. you, you, there is that passion for your team to win. But um, overall, it was classless. And you you mentioned you mentioned mm-hmm. the separation between athlete and person, and that's why I brought that question up. Uh, you know, it was kind of a, mm-hmm. a question that just that just led to. So we won't we won't go off on that. But really, the only comparison I see in that um, is when my my buddy over here, Nate, was at the Spice Girls concert and they um, <laughs> messed up a lyric and he threw like potatoes and meatballs at him. And I was like, dude, they're people. Oh, my God. And and, and he was like, you know what? I was just caught up in the moment. And uh, so there's some I'm little... impressed that he knew all the lyrics. He did. Only a few. Only a few. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He'll probably make me edit that part out, but I think I think that should stay. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, what is it – what are some stories from – and I know we got to hurry through this, but what are some stories for, from some athletes or, or something that are fun to share that you want um, listeners to kind of be uh, aware of and – um, you know, what is it like knowing people that, uh, that we do, like, how cool is that to be able to just get on the phone or text, uh, Alex Pietrangelo or Ricky Fowler and say, Hey guys, mm-hmm. how are you doing? Tell me what that's like, uh, for the listeners who, who, um, you know, aren't privileged enough to, to have that, uh, experience. Well, I, I think the thing that comes to mind like right away is I think their hearts to like give, I think people just have this view of athletes and then being like, millionaires and kind of unreachable and just like above everybody else and I think that a lot of them are, there's such humility in the in most all I mean mm-hmm. my life that are mm-hmm. have been placed in that position the way they handle themselves and the way they give and like literally the day-to-day thing is yeah. it I think to me is 
and for me it's it's just spoken volumes about the person I don't say athlete because they're a person before that and absolutely um at charity work I mean it's incredible I've seen friends get wings at hospitals I've seen friends Mm -hmm. literally donate millions of dollars and raise millions of dollars for cancer um for research and for patients and their families I've literally seen them host house fly families that are that can't afford I mean it's I could go on and on and on a lot of these things I will not you know it's not my story to tell that they wouldn't even tell that for themselves of course um for me as a friend and as somebody that has a a privilege of of knowing these these people um I just love I love it I love to see um to see how they, you know, just serve and give of themselves, even if they, you know, they could be doing a lot of other things with their time, clearly. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's just, you know, my opinion about that, that one side of it, as far as like charity work and um, just being a good person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that also, again, like seeing them do that and it just makes them again, a little bit more relatable. You know, it's not all about, mm-hmm the game and all about their practice and training and getting there. I mean, yes, that's a good portion of their day and their year and years to come, but um, they do set a priority to family and giving back and um, like the McClellans, hopefully we'll get her on here yeah. in the next yeah. couple episodes. And they, you know, when he got injured and retired, the first, you know, one of the first things they did was start um, a huge foundation benefiting an orphanage and school in Haiti. And that's huge. I mean, out of yeah. the country. And that's their uh, main priority right now. And it's just so admirable. And again, it just goes back to they're good people. And I think to, um, when we have the privilege of having them as friends in our lives, um, it's, I think there's an unspoken, um, trust there. And I think that's, um, both ways, you know, and it's something that I don't think comes very easy for an athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's really hard to trust that people are going to be your friends for the wrong reasons. And I think when there is that boundary of trust, um, and honesty and comfort, they, you know, it's just like another friend. And I think, um, it's, it's nothing I've ever had to think twice about. Um, but I can understand from an athlete's perspective, how that would be hard. And, um, I, you know, I was fortunate. I do interior design and started my own business out in St. Louis. Um, when I moved out there and, you know, my first couple, um, I mean, my gosh, my my first like three or four clients were all athletes just mm-hmm. because that's who I was connected with there. And I was fortunate and, you know, it's nothing I advertised or anything like that, but I, you know, thank my lucky stars that these people trusted me. And I think, yeah. um, again, it just goes back to trust and, yeah. and that I think forms a friendship, like any friendship I would have with you, Hannah, or an athlete, um, at the end right. of the day, it's all based on that. And right. I think that's what, what they look forward to. I agree, and and yeah. and it's it's interesting you mentioned that because I was about to bring that up. Is everybody that I know that has you know is is big in the music industry or uh, you know big mm-hmm. in big in athletics, whether they're MLB player, NFL player, whatever, they just they don't want to be known. They don't want to be friends with me as um, you know X, the major league star. They want to be known as Luke's friend yeah. or just a normal person. And I 
a, a lot of people that don't get, get the opportunity to, to really be friends with somebody like that, they just see them as, oh, they're probably too good for me. But really, I mean, right. you know, they're the only really difference is, is they're probably making a little more money than we are, but they're still going to work. <laughs> you know, they're still going to work. They're getting a paycheck. They're providing yep. for their families. They're coming right. home at the end of the work sure. day. And it, there's no, there's really no difference. They don't want to be known as that. And some of them, absolutely. I mean, you're going right. to get, and that's in every career. That's an attorney. That's uh, whatever. Um, absolutely. You know, so I just think that that's a, a misconception that people have on, on these athletes and musicians that, um, you know, they're just, they're, they're superstars. We get starstruck by them when really they don't want that at all. But, um, mm -hmm. but we'll go right into the next question. Uh, that's some good stuff there. And, and it's funny cause you guys, uh, again, are brand new and you, you have an Instagram account. So every, everybody that's listening, go, go give them a follow. What is, what is your Instagram and Twitter account? We'll, we'll give it to them again at the end of it. Uh, but as we're talking about it, what can, where can they go to follow you? Well, we don't have Twitter yet. Hannah, I'm going to have you work on that. <laughs> Hannah doesn't even know. She doesn't want anything to do with a bird at all. Oh, that's right. She hates birds. Oh, gosh. Um, we're, so we are the Broad View Podcast. Okay. Plain and simple. Right there. So. Awesome. Pretty straightforward. You don't have to go... Uh, you don't have to guess what their what their Instagram handle is. It's pretty straightforward. And on your first or second post, you had um, talked about if you played one position in sports, what would it be, and what were y'all's answers to that? Um, yeah, I, I'll I go first. Uh, <laughs> because I, 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 honest to goodness, would love to be a catcher because you like the thrill of like catching someone stealing would be so amazing. Oh my God, Hannah! You'd be the worst catcher in the history of anything. I don't even like know how good I would be. I mean, if and like most most catchers can hit really well, so I and I can hit really well. Not most catchers can hit really well. Maybe one or two in the in the league can hit really well. And you would be you would be one I of the like nine. Who tell me who well, is a go. good hitting catcher? <laughs> Okay, they should be because they see 150 <laughs> pitches a game. That's a whole but debate. Like, they're big, strong. They're big and strong, and like I do, I don't know. I think like Buster Posey, he's a good hitter. Maybe not Yadier Molina. I mean, yeah, he is. He used he to be. Buster Posey's hitting like 190. Well, I'm not talking about this year's stat. I know. I'm, I'm just. I'm just kidding. General. <laughs> I just have always, I thought, I think catchers are just really cool. I would not want to be, actually, socially, I think a bullpen pitcher would be really fun. A bullpen pitcher? That's true. Uh, because oh. they, they sit out there and they just, like, eat seeds and stretch and, like, talk. Talk to them. <laughs> they can hear them. Yeah. Fair enough. I like there that answer. Go. They're they're actually called relief <laughs> pitchers, not bullpen pitchers. They actually get into the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get it. I get but it. My answer, Marlo, you can go. Yeah, what's your answer, Marlo? Oh, my bit is short. Um, I grew up playing volleyball, so beach volleyball. Um, I love Carrie Walsh. I mean, she's been in the Olympics, um, has some gold medals. So, yeah. um, and I would always run into her living in Manhattan Beach, you know, um, so privileged again, like didn't realize how privileged I was to step across the street and throw up the volleyball and yeah. have um, a fun day with your friends and get a good workout in. And it's just, 
Yeah, I love it. So um, that would be my answer. Is beach volleyball? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> she's a bat. Yeah, she's like she's rad, and I mean she's tall. You you said you were in Pebble Beach. Tell me how that experience is going. I know the tea time is early tomorrow morning uh, there on the West Coast. Yeah. How is that? Are you staying through uh, Sunday? What are your uh, What are your plans for the weekend? Yeah, I am here um, till Sunday. Um, hopefully, hopefully, um, uh, I'm sitting in the car outside, surrounded by friends, trying to get into the car while I'm on the interview. Well, that's not very professional <laughs> of you to be distracted like that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> just kidding. Um, anywho, they're everywhere. I'm just so yeah. I'm in Pebble, and so we got here last or on Friday, um, and we'll be here hopefully through Sunday. Just depends on how that goes. And yeah, um, it's been really fun. It's beautiful out here. I can't even believe how pretty it is. The weather's been awesome. Uh, you need to post more, please, for us, because yeah. I need to live vicariously for you. Seriously. I know. I haven't been in the course yet, so I plan on getting some good coverage. When does it day. start? Does it start today, tomorrow? Uh, okay. Tomorrow morning, yeah. So, uh, actually, Jason Day is, Ricky is his, like, they're playing partners, which will be fun. You're kidding um, me. No, so that, they have an early tea time, and uh, they're playing inc- partners. That's incredible. Yeah. How so does Jason that happen? Ricky Fowler. Oh, oh, they are. Oh, I didn't get that second part. Oh, awesome. Um, so, anyways, it, it's just been it's been really fun. We're all, we're, you know, they're basically they're in we're in RVs, um, like on a cove, and so there's maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight buses, and it's just different golfers and their families or just them, and um, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of chalk out in front. Like you just find stuff to do during the day and get ready for the tournament. The guys are resting and okay. Um. It's been it's been real fun. It's a whole new world. It's a fun kind of look in to see this a different pace for sure. Yeah, and Marlo, yeah. you're in, you're in St. Louis. Um, yeah. You are currently watching Game Seven. Um, well, no, I'm in Nashville. Oh, you're yeah. in Nashville. Oh, I, how are you wearing yeah. blue stuff well, in I, Nashville? I, Don't you dare tread into our territory wearing stupid blue stuff. <laughs> I know. I'm about to go to a bar, and I think they're going to look at me like, who are you? You are going to get booed out of that place. I know, and I have a lot of blues things going on on this body right now. Well, we may uh, accidentally have some technical difficulties on your phone call. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I did. I I was a hardcore fan and drove uh, to Game 6 in St. Louis. I heard that you might. Did you end up getting a ticket? No, I didn't get a ticket. I That's mean, good. they started with two some money grand there. and went up to eight grand. I don't have that money. Yeah. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. We're not that big yet. Let's talk about our We're not that big yet. Yeah. But um, the watch party was incredible. They had over 100,000 fans outside. Oh, my The bars gosh. were packed. The capacity everywhere. Um, they actually tonight decided to, because they're playing in uh, Boston, yep. they um, are selling tickets at Bush Stadium. I saw that. For a watch party. I saw that they'll get more. They'll get more fans yeah. than Cardinal fans go. They'll get more fans than yeah. the Cardinal game. But uh, you you spoke yeah. about um, you know your your hopes. Hopefully, one day your podcast um, gets you guys where you can't afford an eight thousand dollar ticket. So, what are your what are your plans <laughs> and your hopes for uh, for the Broadview? And um, you know, tell us who you have on the docket on who you guys want to talk to or or have um, you know had conversations about maybe a future uh, interview. Besides me and Nate, of course. Like, who are your second biggest yeah, names? Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Harley, you, you're kind of setting a little bit of goals. I mean, 
I think we, um, some big goals we have, I mean, I think if we have any of these accomplished in a year, I mean, I think that's pretty huge for us. Um, I think more, I think you would be telling if we were asked to be on more uh, on other people's, uh, podcasts like Mm -hmm. we're doing now. So thank you. And I think that, um, is pretty huge, uh, uh, you know, leveraging the blah, 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 visibility. Um, sorry, I got distracted by this. No problem. You've had probably three or four Um, shots of Jaeger. It's okay. No, not yet. Oh my gosh. But, um, no, um, increasing visibility that way. Um, I think without question, um, a sponsorship, preferably perfect bar because I eat them every day. Mm. Yeah. Perfect bar for the win. Free shout out. I love those. Free shout out. Yeah. Um, and I think to being asked to be in an event and do a podcast live, I think that, um, it's probably not, I mean, I don't think it's too unattainable and, you know, um, I think if people find us interesting enough and I think we have tapped into a market, um, that's needed, I think it could be realistic. Um, when we were at the golf tournament, we were telling guys that we were meeting what we were doing, what we were launching and we were pleasantly pleasantly surprised how many guys were into it and at first yeah. we thought maybe it'd be a girl thing but guys yeah. are really into listening to this and um i think not just because we're girls and it's a different perspective but that we are getting a behind the scenes look whether we're girls right. or guys talking about it so um yeah hopefully i don't know we'll see you that's awesome. Yeah, day by day. Day by day. Yeah, and I mean, again, you guys are, are knowledgeable. You know the right people. There's no reason that you can't be exactly what you want to be, and we're we're definitely happy for you and, and want to do our part to help promote you, whether that's, uh, um, you know, having you on or, or, or posting something on our social media uh, or, you know, just kind of getting word out here in, in northern Colorado. So um, – we we definitely appreciate y'all being on and oh. and um, I know you guys have uh, Hannah you've got Pebble Beach stuff I think the second period's about to start for the for the Blues Bruins yeah I gotta get going but I, I yeah a lot of, there's a lot going on tonight Marla you have I mean, that's a huge game to watch and um, it's a huge game I mean St Louis can make history so yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? I, the pre, I'm a diehard Preds fan since '98. We haven't ever won a cup, yeah. but then again, we've only been around 21 years. You're a Blues fan yeah. who's been around since uh-huh. they're older than God, I think. 50, and, over 50s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I can't imagine. And that's why I want the Blues. I think it's good for hockey when a team like that wins it. And I'm right there with you. I know they're bitter rivals of Nashville. But, um, you know, I know that the Preds sure, are yeah. sitting there watching and, and wanting St. Louis to win. So I can, I can, uh, I can, I can root for them too. But we appreciate you all being on. Tell them again. Tell everybody again, um, you know, your Instagram handle and um, we know what they can expect for you guys here in the next few weeks. Uh, well, our, inter- or, sorry, our podcast is the, at the Broadview, um, Broadview Podcast. That is on Instagram as the Broadview Podcast. And we just had some really cool um, people lined up to talk to throughout the summer. We, um, Marlo and Shelly just interviewed um, – Marla's friend Susie last night, who is a stylist for the NBA, which that will be coming out soon. Awesome. And um, we have, you know, like we said, Bridget McClellan, whose husband Kyle McClellan is a pitcher with the Cardinals for many seasons. And um, talking about, you know, what retirement looks like. And like she said earlier about Haiti, you know, the mission work they've done there. We have um, my, you know, one of my childhood best friends, who's the daughter of um, retired NFL coach Jeff Fisher, 
we're going to interview her and possibly him as well. To Go get Titans. Just a kind of perspective of, of, you know, the daughter of a football coach, and she ended up marrying a guy that played baseball. And so we kind of want to hear, you know, what that what that was like for her to kind of cross over um, and kind of learn a whole new sport and just – Absolutely. Um, and then also Jeff going into training camp, what that looks like, and kind of let our listeners – I don't know, just kind of have a different perspective of what what that is and um, what it's like to be a coach and what it is to be retired and also a grandpa. Tara, you know, there's there's grandkids now, and um, so we're excited. It'll be fun. Um, we, we and hopefully lot. Ellie, right? Yeah, and then Ellie Day, Jason Day's oh, wife, yeah. uh, is a friend of mine, and she will give us uh, a look into what it's like. She's obviously a mother of three, and um, family's very important to them and she goes where he goes and so currently I'm staring at their RV bus which is parked in the parking lot and they're <laughs> cooking dinner and they're, they sleep on blow-up mattresses just to be together and it'll be a cool look into um, just hearing what her day-to-day looks like and you know their their relationship they've been dating I mean since he first came to America at 17 so um, just really cool girl, and I mean, we had some really, really, really fun friends uh, on the on the calendar, so we're excited. Well, that's awesome, and I, again, we appreciate you being on. And please, please go tell Jason that we'd love to have yeah, him on. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, of course. And um, y'all are welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll tell him. And y'all are more than welcome. Whenever y'all want to be on, just let us know. We'll get you guys on here. I don't think there's ever going to be a, a boring conversation. So um, go watch the Blues, well, we Hannah. Really go- appreciate. <laughs> go ahead Hannah well good talk yeah we appreciate y'all having us on and um, I'm excited it'll be fun and we'll definitely get the word out for y'all and I love your podcast and I love obviously Luke you're my brother but I'm just super excited for what you're doing and uh, Nate you're, you haven't said one word but I know you're there so. <laughs> <laughs> he is the mysterious Nate who likes Spice Girls <laughs> he is uh, yeah he, he speaks he speaks when he feels like he needs to speak Otherwise, he likes to be in the <laughs> kind of the backseat. His microphone, okay. he just told That's me, okay. isn't even on. He's just sitting back enjoying his raspberry cobbler <laughs> beer. <laughs> but I love it. Well, thanks well, so much, guys. Absolutely, really absolutely. Thank you again, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Sorry, we went over a little bit, but I'm um, glad to have you guys on and uh, good stuff You're from good. you. All right, thanks for having us. Okay. You're welcome. We'll thanks, talk guys. soon. And that was the two of the three of the Broadview podcast. Shelly Laurenitis could not be with us, unfortunately, but we did interview James, her husband, who was uh, um, obviously played uh, All-American at Ohio State, played for the Rams, had a great career um, as well. And we mentioned Kevin Durant going down with his nasty Achilles injury. If you watched it in slow motion, it looked like a shotgun went off inside his calf, but it was a blown Achilles tendon and uh, again, the Toronto fans right on the court and all around the arena really, um, you know, stood up and cheered. It, it showed footage of Jurassic Park, which is that area, the watch party right outside the arena there in Toronto, um, you know, cheering and waving their towels and stuff when Kevin Durant. I even, Nate, I even saw a video uh, in Montreal. There was a watch party outside Bell Center where the Canadians play, and they did the same thing, cheering when Kevin Durant went down and I'm sure that happened across, um, you know, Canada and the United States for people that were watching it. Don't like the Warriors. That probably happened in homes and in bars. And it's just sad because, like we talked about with Hannah and Marlo, I mean, these are people. These are people first before they're athletes. And and for a fan who, like my sister said, eats Cheetos behind a desk, um, you know, for a living to sit there and cheer for a guy to really rupture. Uh, And, again, 
you know now with now with Tommy John surgery used to it used to be any kind of um, you know an arm tear as a pitcher or or whatever used to be the most serious injury. But now with with all the advances in in medicine and science, there um, you know guys come back stronger and healthier and throw harder and everything. And now they're saying the Achilles rupture is by far the worst sports injury you can endure. And here Kevin Durant is a war playing as a warrior in a warrior jersey being a warrior coming back to play um you know game five on the road um you know there's just so many questions and and everything that comes up but but canadians are known to be some of the nicest people in the world and i've firsthand experienced that i got to uh, spend a lot of time in toronto um some of the nicest people in the world one of the greatest sports cities in the world that i've been a part of um or seen but um I, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm a Knicks fan. Um, I'd like the Eastern Conference to win. Uh, you know, so I'd like to see Toronto win it. I don't mind Golden State at all. I like Kerr. I like the roster they have. I'm just watching these finals as a basketball fan in general. And so I have no no dog in this fight. But to be honest, my initial reaction, I was pissed off. Um, you know, not just for Kevin Durant, but for the fans and for – Kyle Lowry, I think, and, and maybe it was Siakam that told the fans to shut up, uh, you know, on their own home court. I think I think that it gets lost a lot of times that these guys aren't robots. It's not somebody playing NBA 2K19 on PS4. These are real people, um, you know, who are, really feel that pain. And I think a lot of times, like, like we talked about with, um, you know, Hannah and Marlo, that um, – you know, a lot of times these these people just want to be known as people and not just athletes who are making uh, bukus of money. Uh, every shot they take, every rebound they make, whatever the case is. So, um, you know, shame on the Toronto fans for um, you know for that. I, I think again, you got to give them a little slack for um, being in the moment there. Uh, and I think that probably if you ask them today, they they would probably tell you, yeah, we we should not have have cheered that or waved goodbye to him or whatever the case is, but, um, you know, a classless reaction there on the court at um, Scotiabank Arena there in Toronto. And um, a lot of flack, too, coming from after the U.S. women's 13 nothing win over Team Thailand in the World Cup first uh, first game in that group. Um, you know, for those of you who don't follow soccer, I'm not a diehard soccer fan, but I do know that the goal differential in a FIFA World Cup does come into play in tiebreaker scenarios and so you can't really blame them for winning 13 nothing because let's say Sweden plays Thailand next and they know okay 13 goals um you know we've now got a top if USA would have stopped at five six nothing um you know and, and if Sweden could really expose that and, and really beat that um they certainly would try to run up the score so um I have no issue and uh, it looks like a lot of the sports world has no issue with the with the final score there in France against Thailand, uh, the issue that everybody has is sliding on our knees after winning eight nine nothing ten nothing with twenty minutes to play. We're acting like we just scored, um, you know, the the World Cup winning goal and uh, just a terrible terrible classless act on the U.S. women's team, um, you know, to go in there and and not just the the final score again having none no problem with that but just how they acted like they've never been there before like they've never um you know had a win before in the world cup and this is a team that's a, a favorite to win the the world cup and and i know and and think that they will but um just a classless act and i know that 
um, U.S. missing the uh, Men's World Cup a couple years ago um, last summer, um, whenever it was. Uh, you know, we needed some excitement in the soccer world um, in the United States, but uh, to, to have that was just a, a little bit extreme. So a really classless act on Toronto uh, Raptor fans um, and in American soccer women's soccer fans with the same classless, um, you know, taste that they had in France for that game yesterday. But we have a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up. I mean, we've got game six tomorrow night uh, in back in Golden State at Oracle Arena. Um, you know, I, I think that there's um, there's a lot in that Golden State front office. It makes me wonder what really went on when they cleared Kevin Durant to play game five. Um, you know, not not wanting to close Oracle down as they open up a new arena across the bay in San Francisco next year. Um, but that arena in Oakland after that poor showing in game four, um, you know, if that had something to do with that, uh, if, the, if they were kind of nudging team doctors to clear him so that he could play, uh, you never really know what happens behind the scene. But um, regardless, if they don't put Kevin Durant in, he doesn't get those 11 first quarter points, they may not even have a game six. So really the argument of whether he should play or not, they're now at game six because he gave them – um, you know, 12, 12 great minutes between the first quarter and, and part of the second quarter combined. Scored 11 points, played good defense, um, spaced the court, got, uh, you know, got Clay Thompson and Steph Curry um, some open shots because when you have to key on a guy like Durant, you're going to leave somebody open. And, and really um, him knowing where to be on the court, even when he's not scoring, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're now playing a game six back in Oracle uh, because of Kevin Durant. And so – um, the guy's a true warrior, whether they win it or not, you know, my hat's off to him as he lays in a, in a hospital bed now after uh, completing his surgery. We wish nothing but the best for him. And we'll touch on what this injury means for free agency. We'll, we'll talk Kyrie Irving. We'll talk Anthony Davis. Uh, we'll talk teams like the Knicks and the Lakers and what they plan to do um, with the looming free agency coming up on next episode. A lot of exciting stuff on the horizon for us here at the Price Point. Thank you for listening. This has been episode nine of The Price Point.